What's going on, everyone? Scriptwriter Steve right here. You've reached my podcast, Barbecue 2 Movies. Today is Thursday, March 11th, 2021. But this podcast is for yesterday. It's 3.13 a.m. in the morning right now. I just finished touching up some photos. You know me, I'm always working real late at night. So this is for Wednesday because I had to do all my work. All of you brides out there are emailing me, messaging me on Facebook, everywhere. (laughs) And it took me a while to get back to you. So my podcasts are always late. That's the reason why. So I blame it on you. But hey, I appreciate the business, everyone. You know, and if anyone who books with me, you know, I promise I'll do a great job for you. You know, so uh, anyway, thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. Uh, Today, I have a very interesting show for you because I'm going to be talking about two things. I'm going to be talking about the weather and your wedding, and also I will segue into wedding insurance because they kind of both have, you know, something to do with, you know, it's very easy to segue into one into each other, right? So, um, so why don't we start first of all with the weather? Hawaii has been in the news lately. I had no idea we made the national news because I have some friends over there in Africa because, you know, I, you know, I made, I made a lot of friends during the lockdowns, you know, through Facebook and, uh, yeah, I have some friends in Africa and in Australia and Europe now. And even I have some past wedding couples in all different parts of the countries. And they're wishing me, they're wishing me their best. They're saying, Steve, you're in our prayers, you know, and I said, why, what's going on? Really? What's going on? And then I turn into, turn on in the news and it's flooding. It's, it's flooding in the North Shore. And I guess, you know, everyone has a front yard swimming pool over there in the North Shore. Well, let me just first clear the news for you and tell you that I think 99% of our island, on here in Oahu at least, it's not like that. I think on Maui, they're getting hit really hard. But again, it's I think 99% of the island is okay. Um, And I heard that there was a dam that burst, but I don't think it did. That was, uh, I think people had kind of jumped to the conclusion that a dam had burst on Maui. That didn't happen. I think it was threatened to burst. I don't think it burst, but um, the water level had, has subsided. Now, every once in five years, maybe 10 years, we get a really torrential rain downpour like this. You know, you know to me, I, th- I thought it was kind of fun. I mean, I love seeing the rain, you know, coming down in, in this, I guess, in, in this form. I mean, if it's rain- like I said, it was raining cats, dogs, tyrannosaurus, rexes, elephants, you name it, it was coming down. And it looked like these sheets of just water coming down my driveway. Uh, but it's nothing unusual if you live on the windward side. Now, I live maybe 15 minutes away from Kualoa Ranch. So just imagine if you had booked your wedding at Kualoa Ranch around now, there was no way you could ever salvage your wedding. No way. There's no way at all. And you know, when it first started raining at my house, uh, I got these, you know, these um, emergency texts flashing over over my cell phone, and and then I looked on the radar screen because I, I have a radar, I have a Dropler radar radar app uh, on my phone, and there's nothing but red dots everywhere, like red dots. Saying, "Wow!" I said, "Holy smokes!" And a lot of red dots were just coming toward Oahu, 
and I, and I, and I put out a message on our Facebook group, which I think the majority of you are part of. And, uh, I said, you know, if you had a wedding today, there'll be no option at all to do your wedding at all. I mean, and I was convinced that if I had a wedding that day, I would have to probably postpone it. Well, foot in my mouth because <laughs> I woke up in the morning and I asked my friend, well, how's the weather in town? And I thought they would say, wow, it's just storming because it was storming when I had texted her, right? And she told me what rain? <laughs> I said, it's raining. It's, it's storming here. Like, and she said, no, Steve, it's, it's really not raining at all. Like, and I said, what? So she sent me a picture and it's blue skies. I look at my Droplar radar and it has, yeah, it doesn't have dots over there, but it has maybe a green, a, a green cloud over it. I said, you guys aren't getting any rain? And she said, no, absolutely not. It's overcast. The sun is still peeking out, but it's not, we're, we have no rain whatsoever. I could ride my scooter to work. I, I said, whoa, okay. So anyway, I get these, I start getting these texts though, these, these flash flood texts on my cell phone. It's still ringing off the hook and my house is just pouring. So again, if you had a wedding at Kualoa you, uh, or the North Shore, you would be in really a lot of trouble. But then I decide, well, I'm going to take a drive. I'm going to take a drive over to town just to see what, how it's like. And lo and behold, when I cross the mountain range, it's kind of sunny. Now, it's not really sunny. There's no blue skies, but it's okay. So I, I do some shopping over at Costco and I come back over the mountain and the weather has subsided and it's not raining anymore. But then I get some flash flood text again. And then later on that night, it starts raining again. But still not as bad as it was earlier in, earlier in the day. Now, what does this tell me? Uh, basically, if I had an elopement or a small wedding over there on, uh, on that day, and say, for example, we were booked to have that on the North Shore that evening, I would just move it to the West Shore. And we would still have a sunset, blue skies, and absolutely no problem. In your pictures, you wouldn't even know it was storming on the other side of the island. Now, most of our islands are like this. I think all of our islands are like this. We have a windward and a leeward side. And I talk about this in other podcasts that, you know, don't worry too much about the rain. I mean, really, it's not as bad as you think it is. So even though you're hearing reports about Hawaii or Oahu getting flooded, well, that's only one portion. That's only 1% of it. I mean, or maybe 5%, 10%. I'm not really a mathematician when it comes to that, right? But again, it's, it was only the North Shore that was getting hit. And they were using, the news was using those Im- images to sensation, sensationalize everything to sell headlines. That's really what it was. Now, the same thing happened today. Uh, um, well, actually yesterday. So again, it was starting to rain by my house. And then my father calls me up, calls me up and he says, Hey, Steve, you want to go bike riding? I said, bike riding? It's kind of raining, isn't it? And he goes, no, it's sunny in town. So I said, okay. So I packed up my bike and went over there to the East Coast, Hawaii Kai, Makaha, not Makaha, uh, Makapu'u Lighthouse, um, where it's really, really windy. I, I, don't, I don't suggest you get married around there, all right, because it's really windy. Uh, but anyway, I go over there and there's sun. Absolutely, I mean, it's sunshine, blue skies. <laughs> and I said, you know, I just came from the rain. And, and he says, oh, yeah, yeah, it, it was raining over there. But, you know, we, we, I called some people and I said, it's sunny over there. And so, all right, so it's sunny. And I did my bike ride over there. And then when I drove back home, of course, it was raining a little. But get this. So the rain stops over my house, right? 
And I'm thinking, okay, you know, you know, I guess this is, we're at the end of this. And then I see my computer screens. I start answering emails and everything. And my computer screen starts flickering. And we're getting those, you know, um, electricity, I guess, bumps in, I guess, bumps in electricity. And, and, you know, anybody who's been through a blackout before knows that when you start getting those electrical surges, more than likely, you know, and you can see it on your computer screen, more than likely, first thing you do is you, you shut off, you shut off your computers. Number one, shut off all your electronics because you're going to get an electrical surge and that will like ruin all your, all your equipment. But secondly, you start preparing for the electricity, electricity to, to go out. And so that's what I was doing. And I said, well, the electricity is going to go out. I mean, I don't see anything going on. I have kind of clear skies. It was raining earlier. Well, what happens? Guess what happens? The electricity on my side doesn't go out at all. So everything's fine. And then I see on the news that there's thunderstorms and rain, torrential rain over in Waikiki. And the entire, what is, I guess, lightning had struck the ground or, or something over there. And Waikiki, there's no power. <laughs> they're, they're like a, it's, it's completely blacked out over there in Waikiki. And I think over, over by Punahou, where Barack Obama went to school, it's completely no electricity over there in that rich area. <laughs> so I said, wow, that's crazy. I thought I was going to be without power and it's the town that's without power. So again, it was clear skies on my side, right? And then it was storming on the other side of the island. So again, it, <laughs> Usually, when it storms, it's only on one side of the island. Now, you're probably asking, okay, this is really cool, Steve. Now, what does it have to do with my wedding? Now, if you're planning, here's where it kind of coincides. Now, if you're planning to get married, of course, you're, you're always going to be worried, worried about the rain. Now, if you have a gala wedding, we're talking a big wedding, you know, 30, 40 people. I, I consider a gala wedding anytime there's 30, 40 people when you, when you actually set up chairs and arbors, you have a private estate and, uh, and you really can't, you don't have the fluidity to move your ceremony if it rains. So say, for example, you're over at Kualoa and what will you do? Well, first things I would do, I, I would think about canceling. I mean, even if you had a tent, you couldn't do your wedding. It would be way too dangerous. There may be a lightning strike, so you have to cancel, all right? But if you had it over, um, say, in, on the west shore and it just sprinkled, you could still actually have it outside, right? Because you, would, you wouldn't be under, I guess, any threat of lightning strikes. Now, if it did sprinkle, then I would say set up a tent, set up a tent and do it under a tent. And a lot of these, uh, uh, I guess, locations, they have an area where you can actually do your wedding out of the rain. So if you plan on having a big wedding, you know, be a little on the safe side and then think about if it did rain, where would you actually move it? All right. So Kualoa, um, Kualoa Ranch or the Paradise Cove or anywhere, anywhere you go, usually they have an alternative wedding site if it rains. They always do that, okay? Uh, because the reason for it is that you really can't, even if you wanted to move the wedding date, you know, you, you may, you, that would probably be very difficult because other wedding dates would most likely be booked. And those wedding couples would not want to give up their, their wedding date because again, they're, they're planning on having, if they have good weather on that day, they're not going to give it up. You know, we'll just, we'll just make that very clear. So moving the date would be out of, you know, I guess out of the question if you booked it at one of these big locations. So again, the options, if you have a gala wedding, moving it indoors on the property or putting up a tent. 
And then on top of that, uh, if you do have a gala wedding, I always say book it during summer, summer, fall, never winter. Okay, never winter. Um, here in Hawaii, our, our snow is rain. So just imagine all the snow you're getting there over there in the mainland, well, we get the, the lot wetter version, the rain, and we get a lot of it. So if you, have, if you have a blizzard, then we get a lot of rain, okay? So, so book during the summer, you know, book, never book during the winter, and always try, if you try your best, if you have to book during the winter, book on the west side of Oahu, the west side or the west side of all the islands, right? The, the leeward side. Um, it's always the drier side. If you book on the east side of all of the islands, including Oahu, uh, or any, any, uh, any uh, property that faces the east, this is where the wind blows from, you're going to get the brunt of the storm. So again, like how, how it was raining on my side, where I live, you know, you know, my property faces the east. Ko'olina, Lani Kohunua, Ko'olina, uh, um, Paradise Cove, all those areas on the West Shore, I just labeled, labeled all the, the West Shore properties, they were dry, completely dry while it was storming at my house, okay? Now, if you have a small wedding, and, and, and when I say small wedding, we're talking, uh, you can even have 30 or 40 guests, but when I say small, you don't have archways or chairs. So it's small enough to be very fluid and you can, you can pick up and leave and pick up and move to a different location. It's just a matter of telling your get, you and your guests, hey, we're on the North Shore. Let's go to the West Shore. Okay, right? So anyone from who's eloping to having a small wedding, you can have 30 people, you can have 40 people. But if everyone's in their cars they're saying, hey, and they'll say, hey, let's move. Let's just move. And that's the best. I've had couples where we just literally just moved down maybe five miles down the beach and it was sunny. Five miles before the beach, it's raining. And it's like that here on Oahu. It's like that on most of the islands. So if you have a small wedding, which most of you have because of COVID, um, you know, it works to your advantage to avoid the rain. Okay. So anyway, that concludes the first part of our, I guess, my podcast here. I want to, I'm going to transition and talk about wedding insurance. And we'll do that right after we come back from the commercials. And I promise we'll get straight into that. We'll talk about what type of coverages that are out there and my advice and what I think about it. So hope you join me on the other side of the break. What is going on, everyone? This is your favorite complainer-in-chief, scriptwriter Steve, with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now, we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, eloping, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So, if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. Now, Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it. Visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's dreamweddings with an S. That's weddings with an S, hawaii.com. So look at our awesome photos, check out our awesome, beautiful, touching ceremony videos, then take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now, don't forget to read our five-star reviews. Now, by the way, we also take professional family photos. So visit our site at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685. That's 808-479-0685. 
right, everyone. Are you guys back from that break? We're going to talk about wedding insurance right now. I got some hopeful music for you out there because I just want to let you know that even if you had to cancel your wedding out there you know, in 2020 and you had to reschedule it for 2021, 2021 is looking very good. So if you're planning your wedding in 2021, be very hopeful. COVID will be a thing of the past. It's going behind us. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. It may be easier to travel here in the, in the future. But even if you don't, don't worry about it. All right? There's a light at the end of the tunnel. All right, so let's get straight into this right now. And we talked about the weather. And that transition straight into wedding insurance because I'm sure you're thinking, well, Steve, if it's, if it's going to rain on my wedding day or if COVID-19, if we have a second resurgence of it and then the government decides to lock everything down again or for any other reasons, I want to see if I can have my money back because I lost some money and I'm still trying to get money back from all of these vendors who like, you know, said they wouldn't t- refund my money. And there are a lot of vendors. I know so many vendors who just took couples' money and just left. They just flat out left the island. And I, and I said, man, that is so corrupt. And some of these guys are some of my close friends. They're not close anymore because I can't tolerate crap like that. I mean, they just picked up and left, went to Florida. They said, Steve, you know, if we, if we refund all this money, we're going to be flat out broke. So we're taking it and we're leaving. That's how evil these guys are. And I, I'm not going to out them. But I just tell you, this is what a lot of them do, have done. And that's why some of you who had booked for 2020 with some of your wedding vendors and they don't want to give the money back, it's because they spent all your money already. Now, you really can't blame them too in a way because all their income just disappeared from them. I mean, you know, they were doing well. They had mortgages to pay and everything. everything but it's still not right. You know, it's still not right. So, you know, for my company, we ended up, you know, refunding a lot of money. I think about $17,000 worth of refunds, which really hurt me. It really did hurt me. Uh, but luckily, uh, you know, with the grace of God, I, I got a lot of help from the government. And I had a lot of other opportunities, uh, opportunities that came by and presented themselves um, to me. So anyway, now let's get into this wedding insurance. Now, I'm sure some of you have heard about it before. And uh, just to clarify, wedding insurance has been around for ages, ages and ages and ages. It's just been relabeled wedding insurance. It's, it's previously been known as event insurance. So anytime, uh, I guess, you know, shows are, I guess, producers produce like concerts or, or the, you know, um, I guess, marathons out there or any food event out there. They're always going to get event insurance because just in case it rains on that day or for some reason their sponsors get canceled or they, or they have to cancel it for any reason whatsoever, this insurance company will cover at least some of the losses. And that's what really you're looking for. So again, wedding insurance, that's all it is, is event insurance. Now, is it worth it? I'm going to let you make that call on, your, on yourself uh, right now, as I you know, march through all of the different coverages out there, and there's not many, to be honest, okay? So, uh, and then I'll give you my opinion at the end of this, okay? So, wedding insurance, there's three, there, there, there are three types of wedding insurance, all right? 
So number one is what they call general liability. So this is the type of insurance some venues may ask you to get just in case, uh, just to cover you in case anybody gets hurt on their property or their or their um, property gets damaged by you or your vendors, anyone, anyone, anyone of your guests, you know, they get drunk and like, you know, you know, break something and break like a million dollar antique that's there or whatever it is. That's what it covers. Okay. And usually they ask you to have a $1 million general liability event and event insurance um, for your wedding. And, and that, that's all it is just general liability. Now, in my opinion, I think it's just completely redundant and completely useless. And in fact, here in Hawaii, I haven't heard of most, I guess, venues requiring it. There are some that do, uh, but for the majority, they don't because the venue itself has its own insurance. And a lot of the vendors who are there, they have their own insurance. You know, my company has its own insurance. So if we injure something or, or break or anything, you know, our insurance covers it. You know, it's, it covers everything. For myself, if, if it rains and get you know, damaged with the prop, you know, our equipment gets damaged or we lose it or gets stolen, it's all covered, right? So why would, you know, why would this wedding insurance company, you know, you know, say we offer, we also offer general liability. Now, I think it's just something to, to mark up your, your, your wedding insurance. Okay. But again, you know, some wedding venues, I do know that they actually require it. Okay. So, but it's just, it's just so redundant. It's just really, really redundant to me. Okay. Now, the second type of, of coverage you get out there is called cancellation coverage. Now, this is where the insurance policy gets very thick and it gets very, very specific because overall, it protects you if a vendor or anything or anyone it cancels on you. And it's very, very specific. So if a wedding vendor, for example, dies on you, say, for example, you hire out a photographer and that photographer dies on you, will, will that cancellation coverage cover it? Absolutely not. Because that it wasn't written in the contract. It would, it, it would only covered if that wedding photographer canceled on you, canceled on you for, for any other reasons except other than other death. So again, it's very, it's that specific. If you don't like the wedding photos, can you, will they cover that? Well, if the policy says it does, then yes, it'll cover it. But if it doesn't, it won't. So the cancellation coverage, this is mostly what we're all looking for, right? You know, does it cover COVID-19, a, pand a pandemic, right? Does it cover, I, I mean, it has to be so specific. Now I've looked, I've taken a look at some wedding insurance policies and some of them cover COVID-19. And they, but here's the thing, which is really interesting. If the government shuts down the venue, then it'll cover it. But if the venue decides to, to shut it down on their own accord, it won't cover it. So can you see how specific this is? Now, if you do decide to get wedding insurance and you do want this cancellation coverage, you have to look through every single line item and look how specific it is and see if, and, and you have to judge whether or not, what is, what are the possibilities of this actually happening? Right? So again, this also covers weather. This also covers weather. So they'll say, um, is the wedding canceled because of rain? And then they have, I've seen this on policies. Well, how bad was the weather? Now that's very subjective, right? Now, how bad can the weather be? Was it bad like this week? Was it bad actually over your, over your event? Was it bad? I mean, they're, they're so, it is like so vague or, I mean, 
It can be so vague, and sometimes it's so so specific. And I know couples who have gotten wedding insurance and are still trying to get their money back to this very day because some vendors have canceled on them. And it's been like years. So it's pretty much like a like regular insurance. You have to file a claim and then you have to fight their insurance company to get your money back. And I, I tell you what, there are tons of couples out there who had wedding insurance. They bought wedding insurance and they're and they're still trying to get their money back from canceling their 2020 wedding. I'm sure some of you out there are in that, I guess, category of, of, of those brides who are still trying to get their money back from insurance companies, right? I'm sure people are listening to my podcast, podcast nodding their heads saying, yeah, Steve, we're still trying to get our, our money back from the venue. Because apparently, you know, the venue says this and our insurance company says this. And, you know, they both agree that, hey, we're both not entitled to our money back. So is it worth it in that sense? Hmm, I really don't know. Now, last, the last one, this is an insurance I saw that it came out when wedding insurance was first being offered. I don't see it that much anymore, but it's called a change of heart policy. Now, it's exactly what it sounds like. So if your significant other says, well, I don't really you know, want to marry you anymore, or you say you don't want to marry that person, um, And then what happens to who's going to pay for all of this? Who's going to pay for the rest of the wedding, right? Because you still have bills to pay. And it's happened. People do break up before their wedding. Now, I'm not sure, but I don't see many of these policies anymore. So the the odds of you running into this policy out there, uh, well, you know, I, I really don't think you will. But anyway, who wants to buy that, right? Because it's kind of like saying, well, I really don't trust you because, so I better buy this, this part of the insurance, right? It's almost like a prenup. It's, it's, it's really that bad. So I'm not sure if the, it got canceled because it was something that was rarely sold or it got canceled because nobody, or it got canceled because they couldn't apply it very well. They, they couldn't actually, you know, uh, actually, uh, I guess enforce it very well. <laughs> so, but, um, I mean, how do you file a claim on that, right? <laughs> I'm just wondering, how, you, how would a person file a claim and say, oh, yeah, so-and-so cheated on my bridesmaid. You know, I, I had a change of heart all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, of course. Take that. You know, do you have proof of that? <laughs> do, do you have proof your groom cheated on your bridesmaid? <laughs> anyway, so right now, uh, because of COVID-19, uh, it really has wrecked the wedding insurance business. So uh, what I'm seeing out there is that there are a lot of wedding, a lot of insurance companies, and even the major insurance companies. We're talking like you know Allstate and Progressive and, and and everyone at State Farm that were offering forms of wedding insurance. In fact, even tacking it on to your your uh, I guess your home insurance, they would do that. Um, they're not doing it anymore because a lot of them had to dish out money and they lost a lot of money on it. When you think about how much money was lost. Yeah, in the wedding industry, when, when the whole when the when everything everything just shut down, I mean, you probably lost money, the insurance company lost money, the venue lost money, money, right? So, I'm not sure what to make of it. Now, the question is, should you buy wedding insurance for your wedding? Now, if you're now, here's my opinion. At the very least, if you plan on renting tents. Definitely get the general liability insurance. All right. It's not going to cost that much because I've seen this happen before where wind had whipped up the tent and it ripped 
it ripped the the the, the, the I guess uh, an an eve an eve there, and then it just ripped the whole thing up. And I said, "Holy smokes! It looked like something out of the movies. Like the whole tent had turned into a scab you peeled back." <laughs> and then the couple got charged for that tent, so that was a forty thousand dollar tent. And they had to go to court to say, hey, wait a minute, you know, we don't have to pay this. And get this, the tent company had insurance to cover that, but they were still trying to get $40,000 from the couple on top of that. How do you like that? I mean, this is, that is so corrupt, all right? You know, <laughs> I keep complaining on, on how corrupt the, 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 um, the wedding industry is, and it really, really is. Um, Okay, so I just finished talking about wedding insurance. I'm going to go off on a tangent right now. Um, but if you think about it, the wedding industry is a place where you will find customers who are most of the time uneducated, first-time buyers, emotional buyers, who will be willing to spend twenty to $40,000, even $100,000, $500,000 in eight or less hours. Think about that. You know, this is their, one of their biggest expenses, big, biggest expenses of their life other than buying a house. But it's even bigger. It's even a bigger expense than a house because you're, think about it. You know, when you buy a house that costs me maybe even a million dollars, you're spreading those payments over 30 years. In this wedding, <laughs> you're, you're taking six to eight hours, you're going to spend twenty to $40,000. And you're a first-time buyer and you're an emotional buyer and, and you're not educated on what to buy out there. And you have a lot of companies who know, them, know you, I guess, know about this and they will just take advantage of you. That's what they do. And you're seeing it. A lot of you, a lot of my customers, a lot of my brides out there, you know, I mean, a lot of, I'm getting a lot of customers out there because a lot of, a lot of um, my new brides are seeing how corrupt some of the other companies are out there and they're they're coming to me by default because they're seeing that I'm one of the few honest people out there and I am I really am there's not many of us I mean in the wedding industry I don't work with a lot of people because I don't trust them you know people ask me oh who do you recommend for video well do you know I had to fire my video guys because you know they weren't doing a good job you know, they weren't delivering the, the product on time. This is way back when I first started, like about, you know, 19, 20 years ago, I hired out, you know, um, a father and son. And, uh, you know, they didn't deliver for me. They showed up on the wrong areas, right? And they still wanted to get paid, you know? So, so and, and this is just one vendor. There's a lot of vendors out there who are just doing bad things. Again, they are, they are preying on you because you're an emotional first-time buyer that knows nothing about weddings, and you shouldn't because this, you know, you don't get married every single day. You're not that type of buyer, right? You're not the type of customer. It's like when you buy your first car, right? You're going to make a mistake buying your first car. You're saying, man, I should have done that. You know, but you don't, you don't have that option of saying, well, I should have done that, you know, but this is your first wedding and your only wedding. And then you come to find out your wedding planner is not on your side. That's what kind of pisses me off. You know, I, I did a podcast right before this podcast. I complained about another wedding company. I call them Acme Weddings. That's not the real name. And when they had called me up and they had told me, you know, <laughs> Steve, if you have a problem with us, talk to us directly. Don't let the bride know we're in this all together. You know, and I told her, I'm not on your side. 
I'm on the bride's side. You know, so stop talking. And I hung up on her. I, I told her, stop talking to me about this crap. And I used that word, crap. I said, you're a bunch of crap. Right? I'm not scared, you know, to call a spade a spade. And their company is a bunch of crap. Right? So, and I hung up the phone on her because I was just pissed off at her. But when it comes to wedding insurance and everything like this, I would just say, by the general liability thing, be very careful. You know, when you, if you have that wedding insurance agent out there, they'll be very nice to you. They'll try to sell you on a policy. Use your own brain because they may be trying to take advantage of you like the rest of the wedding vendors, okay? So as yourself, as a bride, be very smart out there, all right? Even question, even question me, okay? Just because I sound really good and because I have a lot of good reviews out there and, I tr- and, and I, even I say, hey, I'm a good guy, you know, you still have to exercise your own intuition and say, well, does he sound like a good guy? Is he a good guy? You have to practice that with all of your vendors out there. Even the hotel, if you book with a hotel, you know, think about it. Just really, really think about what they're offering you. All right. Now, easiest way though, if you trust me, is to ask me. Right. You can ask me on the forum, Hawaii Wedding Information, Hawaii Wedding Information on Facebook. If you haven't joined, you should. And uh, I'll answer it the best I can, the best as I know. And, and you can trust from me, while still being skeptical of me, you know, of my opinion that I'll put out there. All right. I know that's kind of a weird answer I just gave to you right there. But again, I just want you to be a very healthy skeptic, not a paranoid skeptic but just a healthy one because <laughs> no one is really on your side other than your husband or your, or your um, significant other, whoever it is, all right? They are truly on your side. You know, when it comes to everyone else out there, we're just all vendors. We're all trying to make some money. I'm trying to do my best to service you and everything like that. And I will always give you my honest opinion, all right? But I still always want you to be very skeptical of everyone out there, including including me. And sometimes, even for myself, maybe the opinion that I have out there, and you have a better opinion, and you may say, Steve, well, what you just said doesn't make any sense, and then I have to check myself, because maybe I am giving up the wrong advice, because maybe I'm not always right. You know, I'm only human, right? I'm only human. Okay. So again, we talked about the weather, we talked about wedding insurance, we talked about, you know, corruption in the, in the wedding industry, and I probably freaked you out. I'm sorry if I did, but that's all I have to talk about today. I, that's all I really have to talk about. I hope you join me on the, the, I guess, my podcast next week. I try to do it every Wednesday. And until then, so guys, girls, I'll talk to you later. <laughs>